New hot and iced sunrise batch coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend, brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or rehung. Enjoy a medium, hotter iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. Well, I don't know why this came to mind, but I remember dating a woman years ago. And we've been on a couple of dates. And I remember picking it up for our date that day. And then we went to eat and walked out to the lake and... It was right there where she decided to tell me, I don't think this is going to work between us. One reason being our difference in politics. And right there, as she said it, I just pushed her in the lake. <laughs> no, I'm not I'm just joking. I just left her. highways of america here's the podcast where we talk politics a little entertainment some culture and this and that from the road to your ears this is trend chat with your host brian bledsoe okay okay i'm too nice i did take her home so i I, let me just say that but (laughs) This is Trent Chat, and I am your host, Brian Bledsoe. And, and if you want to connect with us, put on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, t- TikTok. I'm, st- I'm starting to forget them all. But um, it's all the same name, at Trend Chat 24-7. So, like I said, I don't know why that came to mind right when I started this um, the press record. But anyway, yeah, that w- that was, I don't know. I don't know why I thought about that, mainly because I guess I went to the uh, Rockwall County GOP dinner and it was in that area. (laughs) So I guess that's why it came to mind. (laughs) Uh, That was a couple of days ago. Anyway, (laughs) again, this is Trend Chat. I appreciate you listening. Like I said, you we're on Trend Chat 247.com and also most popular podcast outlets. Thanks for listening. No. Share it with your friends, subscribe, all that jazz. 
So we're in Virginia um, tonight as we are on the road to CPAC for the fifth year. Um, and we should get there. We'll get to D.C. in the D.C. area sometime tomorrow. And we'll be there for, you know, for the next four days. And, you know, looking forward to in many ways, I guess you call it a vacation, you know, um, even though it's, to be honest, with all the interviews I tend to do, it, it is, it's one of the busiest um, times for the podcast. Cause if I have so many interviews and I have to edit them and all that, anyway, you don't care about all that, but, um, it is, it's just the busiest time, but it's also the most fun time. So like I said, we're, we should get there tomorrow and um we'll be around so if you're listening listening to this and you know you if you see me say hi i guess um <laughs> and yeah we'll be there uh, the whole three i guess three days yeah yeah try to think yeah well yeah essentially three days because kind of there's something on tomorrow on wednesday but yeah, so we'll be there the whole time. But um, as I mentioned in the previous episodes, we are at the end of our candidate series, at least for right now. And our last uh, candidate is John Francis, who is running for the Texas House in the 60th District. So we'll have the interview with him. Also, early voting is still going on and, uh, you know, uh, other states but in, especially in texas and so um if you haven't you, know, you still have opportunity to go early vote to the 28th in texas and then if you if you don't make it then you will have to wait to march 3rd for the primary so we'll have the interview uh, with him and you know i was thinking i was like let me just play it right now. So, but um, so you know what? That being said, I think I am. So, after a word from the Fountain Project, we'll get to our interview with John. Hello to fans of Trend Chat and Brian Bledsoe, the Founding Project, an education nonprofit dedicated to civics, invites you to visit our brand new website. Visit us at thefoundingproject.com. Be a part of the civics movement with The Founding Project. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Please join us today. Hey everyone, this is Lucia Scaramacchia and you are listening to Trend Chat. Hello, this is Trend Chat. And we are very pleased to have John Francis with us. He is running for the Texas House of Representatives in the 60th District. And we're going to talk with him a little bit of just uh, about himself and the issues that he's going to be running on. So how are you doing, John? I'm doing great, Ryan. Thank you for having me. So, well, I guess first thing, just for people that don't know, uh, where is the 60th District? So it's uh, it's eight counties, uh, and it's, uh, it's a Brown and Coleman and uh, Callahan, and Stevens County, uh, Shackleford, Hood, Eastland, 
and Palo Pinto. And uh, anyway, just super, super excited to be uh, in this race. And, uh, you know, this is one of the most conservative districts in the in the state of Texas. And and frankly, that what that means is that it's one of the most conservative districts in the entire nation. And it's where my wife and I have made our home for over 20 years. We live in Cisco, Texas. And uh, this is where we raised our family. We've been, like I said, been here for over 20 years. Okay. I guess just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what inspired you to run. Yeah, so Brian, you know, I, the first thing you need to know about me is that I'm, a, and the most important thing is that I'm a man of faith. You know, my relationship with my Savior is number one. Um, and, you know, I've, I've got a terrific family. I've been married to the same woman, beautiful woman, for 27 years. Uh, we, we live right here in Cisco, been here for over 20 years. In fact, my wife was born and raised here in Cisco. And uh, anyway, but we have four children together. Uh, the oldest two are out of the house. In fact, I, my oldest daughter is 23. She just got married about three months ago. So I know what it feels like to have a have a son-in-law now. And the good news is that he's a he's a pretty good fella. And uh, my my oldest son is 22, and he's he's madly in love and decided to move up to Illinois temporarily. To he's chasing a, a girl. She's actually my my pastor's daughter. Real good gal. And I told him, I said, Isaac, you know, the, I said, it's one of the most important things you'll ever do is find the right woman. And I, I told him, so I, I support what you're doing moving up there. But I said, on one condition. And he said, what's that? And I said, well, you better not end up in Illinois permanently. And he said, oh, no, 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 no. He said, this is a, this is a rescue mission. He told me. So I thought that was, I thought that was a great response. And of course, my wife and I were super happy to hear that. But, uh, so my, my, Youngest daughter is uh, 18. She's a senior at Cisco High School, and then I've got a I got a son that's uh, uh, 13 years old. He's in the seventh grade. But like I said, we've lived here, you know, the entire time that we've been raising our family right here in Cisco. It's the like I said, it's the best place to raise a family, uh, and and we're just super proud to be here. Anyway, but let's see what else. So I've I've been. You know, we've been going to the same church for 27 years, and uh, I, I, I help with the uh, with our church. You know, I'm on the security team, um, and also I'm, I'm on the worship team. I play the trumpet. I've been been playing the trumpet for about 43 years now. I'm almost 51. I started playing when I was eight. And uh, anyway, um, so that's a little bit of a little bit of the kind of the background of of who I am. And you asked about what, you know, what was the reason that kind of inspired me to run and, you know, our, our family and, and myself, we've been involved really actively kind of behind the scenes for a long time, uh, politically and also in, in charitable giving. And, uh, anyway, but, you know, I got, I got kind of irritated, uh, actually, because I, I found out some things that, you know, for the longest time I, we voted, of course, but I wasn't really involved politically. And what happened was I, I discovered that the representatives that we had uh, in this district previously, um, you know, I found out that his actual voting record didn't match up with what he was saying when he was back in the district. And this was about five years ago. So that was actually whenever whenever Mike Lang decided to run for the first time, and we, we got behind Mike because, you know, Mike is a conservative, and we just really appreciated that. And but, you know, about three and a half weeks ago or four weeks ago now, uh, you know, Mike decided to not run for reelection. And it was only after that that I decided that I want that I was going to consider 
you know, running and that I went ahead and got in the race. And, and the reason I did that was because I, you know, this is one of the most conservative districts in Texas. And by the way, I'm so proud to say that that, that also means that we are one of the most, you know, uh, conservative districts in the entire nation. And I just feel like that it's, I feel like that we deserve and we need a, uh, a conservative representative that's actually going to stand up for our values and actually fight for our values. And I'm proud to, proud to tell you that I am, I am absolutely a conservative warrior and I've got a record to prove it. You know, I, it's true. I've been kind of behind the scenes working. Um, but, and I'll give you a couple examples. So, uh, I was, I was actually, our, our family decided to get behind Senator Ted Cruz in the, in the, uh, presidential elections. And so from about 2015 to 2016, I was, uh, I was actually running one of the, one of the official Ted Cruz super PACs and just gave a enormous, uh, I mean, there was just a lot to learn in that, but it, it was so eye opening to be involved in, you know, you hear people say, well, you jumped in the deep end. I didn't just jump in, jump in the deep end. I jumped in the ocean on that one. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was pretty eye opening. And, and I, like I said, we were 100% behind, uh, Senator Cruz. He's a great guy. But, you know, at the end of the primary, when, when Donald Trump won, we got behind Donald Trump and, you know, we voted. But, you know, to be honest about it, we were, we were kind of concerned. We didn't really know him. And, and, uh, you know, he didn't have a track record as a politician, which, you know, we were just wanting to make sure that Hillary Clinton got nowhere near a seat of power. And to be perfectly honest with you, I'm, I'm just thrilled every day that I wake up that Hillary Clinton is not my president and that Donald Trump is my president. And it didn't take long for us to, to figure out that Donald Trump is not, not only just worthy of our vote, but, uh, you know, we became ardent supporters of his and i i have absolutely just been amazed at how much he's actually gotten done he's gotten more done as a conservative president than any bar none any any president that we've ever had including ronald reagan i mean i i just i'm amazed at the amount of things that he's been able to get done and i'm probably going to have to answer you know for this to my creator at some point because of the amount of joy that i get from uh, you know, he does something and then the, the leftist heads, they just explode, you know, and <laughs> he does something on a Monday and their heads explode. And I'm sitting back just watching this and it's just enjoying it. And then on Tuesday, he does it again, something different and their heads explode. And by Wednesday, he does something else and their heads are exploding, but they've kind of forgotten about Monday because it's out of the news cycle. And he's just been so unbelievably great at, at just keeping up the pressure on these people. And I've learned so much from just watching him. You know, I was in Granbury the other day and somebody asked me, hey, you know, what are you, uh, what are you going to do when the, you know, the, the newspaper there, it's kind of leftist, you know, and what are you going to do when they, when they start to, you know, say bad things about you? And I said, you know, here's the bottom line. I know who I am and I know what I stand for. I'm going to do what's right. And I really could care less what they say because I, I know the perspective they're coming from and I'm just going to do what's right. Yeah. I would uh, agree with you, especially um, in how the liberals react. I mean, it is it is just endless entertainment. Um, <laughs> um, so seeing yeah, them react. <laughs> well, it's entertainment, and you know, it's kind of scary at the same time because you know we're about. I literally I went to bed that night whenever the presidential election happened, and I went to bed early because I was I was just depressed. I mean, I literally thought we just lost our we just lost our country. You know. And I believe it. I think that if Hillary Clinton had won that night, uh, 
we would have been in. I mean, can you imagine where we would be? It's just terrifying. So I was yeah. so happy to wake up that next morning and, you know, discover that all the, you know, and that was the beginning, by the way, of, of the mask of the, of the leftist media being ripped off by, by Donald Trump. And I, I think that that more than anything has been so valuable, uh, for this nation to be able to, to be able to see behind the mask that they've been putting on and, and actually see who they are. I think it's been, that is, that is one thing that I am so grateful to Donald Trump for doing. And I think it's going to have long lasting impact. Yeah, that kind of, um, I guess to kind to go into your priorities and, and one of those things is kind of what you've been talking about just in the past couple of minutes is, um, you know, supporting President Trump and his efforts. Absolutely. And, um, so, yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. And, well, I was just going to just mention that because you are, you, you've already, um, talked about that and just going, going on to other issues that you're, um, that you're running on because, um, I saw that you, like the, your first priority is um, to defend the unborn, and also in looking in your bio and seeing that, um, that you've been chairing on the board of directors of, of Live Action, which is a, yep. a organization I'm familiar with, which I'm 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 an ambassador for Live Live Action, and have been you know definitely been um, you know a fan of theirs and and enjoy working with them as whenever I can. So uh, absolutely. What would you like? What would you yeah, I was going to say Lila Rose is an absolute rock star in the, in mm-hmm. the pro-life uh, space. And I was so grateful to be able to be on her board for a couple of years. And, uh, and she is absolutely phenomenal. I didn't mean to cut you off. What, what were you saying? Oh, no. oh I was just going to say, so with that as one of your priorities, actually, what would you look to do as far as um, to, to achieving that? Well, you know, I've got a set, you know, I've never been a politician. I've never been elected to office. And, but I do have a set of core principles and they include, uh, you know, pro-life and pro-second amendment and, you know, uh, and, and by the way, those two issues are at the top of my list, but they're really one issue. And the way I, mm-hmm. the way I think about those two issues is it has to do with the protection of the innocent. So pro-life is protection of the innocent and, and pro-second amendment is also the protection of the innocent in that, you know, the whole purpose of the Second Amendment, it had nothing to do with hunting. It had nothing to do with sport, you know, uh, you know, this, uh, you know, uh, anything to do with other than protection of individuals from our government. In other words, from government tyranny and also from the tyranny of individuals that might be wicked. I mean, we, we just saw the example of this in White Settlement with, uh, with Jack Wilson. By the way, I met Jack, uh, at a meet and greet. It was actually the very first meet and greet that I was at in Granbury. And, you know, I, I'm there at this meet and greet. And he was asking me. I had no idea who he was. Literally just met him. This was like the week before Christmas. So it was on the Monday before hmm. Christmas. And then that next Sunday was when he took out that evil oh, wow. man at, at his church. And so, you know, I, he was asking me, what do you, what's your opinion of the Second Amendment? What's your opinion of, you know, do you support constitutional carry? And we had a discussion about the fact that we're both on the church security teams at our, at our churches. And so it was really a surreal moment to wake up, uh, you know, to see that happen. So I, I got home, uh, you know, that Sunday night and I saw the video. But of course I couldn't really, I, I didn't know it was Jack. And, and like I said, I had just met him six days earlier. 
And the next morning, I found, I saw his picture, and I told my wife, I said, Jody, I kind of scared her, startled her, you know. And she says, what? And I, I said, that was the guy that I met at that meet and greet in Granbury uh, last Monday night. And it was just kind of surreal to know that, you know, it, it is just that close. In other words, you know, our, our security team at our church is like 25 guys strong, and we have teams of five, and we rotate so that each one of us, None of the teams have to do it more than one one weekend at a time. Not that we're not all carrying. We are still all carrying, but we're not kind of on duty, if that makes any sense. But yeah. we train together. Well, Jack and I talked about talked about the importance of making sure that you can actually hit the target. And I told him, I said, you know, it's so important to be able to handle your firearm effectively. You know, we have the right to bear arms, but we need to make sure we have a duty to make sure that we're uh, we're proficient. And anyway, we just had a good discussion about it. And I, I'm so very proud of that man. Uh, and, and, you know, nobody wants to have to go through that, but thank goodness he was where he was when he was there and, and had the proficiency to do it. And going in the, in the line of the, of your priorities, and you kind of touched on a couple of them already. And there's one that I see that, I, well, I haven't touched on with other interviews that I want to ask you that yeah. you have, uh, to stop intimate domain abuses for, uh, farmers and ranchers and so i just um just kind of want to know um why is that a priority and um and what you look to to do it, it's a problem for our district and you know these here's the problem the encroachment of government on individuals is prevalent in all so it's not just prevalent in in the federal realm it's not just prevalent in the state realm but it's also local and so people are you know, it's a it's a big problem to be able to keep government within its proper role. Government is a powerful entity, and that's at federal, state, and local level. They're way more powerful than individuals, which is why it's so important for us as uh, as legislators. It's so important for us as just a people to to recognize that we got to keep the government within its proper role. And you know, there's so many e- there are easy ways that people uh, just you know they tyrannize their fellow men. Uh, by by trying to use the power of government in a way that's totally inappropriate. And I feel like that eminent domain is a problem when, you know, you have a private individual. I think it's I think it's an abomination actually that you would that you would allow uh you know one private uh you know company to come in and and, and use the power of government to, to do eminent domain over another individual, another individual citizen to their detriment. And so I feel like that you know, our farmers and ranchers have to deal with this all the time, and I feel like that eminent domain has its place, and it has a very small place. And I, I just feel like that, that you know, it, it gets expanded, it gets used way too often in inappropriate ways. And although, like I said, I think there is there is a place for it, but I feel very strongly that uh, that it gets used way too often and, and in inappropriate ways. And I'm just generally opposed to people using the power of government to enrich themselves at the expense of other citizens. And, uh, you know, that's true on, in, in every area. So, you know, going back to my priorities. So, you know, I mean, overall, uh, general 30,000 foot level, I'm for the protection of the innocent. I'm also for keeping government within its proper boundary. And, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't really feel like that the legislators that we have uh, you know, how, I'd like to know why they don't. The very first question out of their mouth when when new legislation is presented, is it constitutional? When's the last time you heard anybody ask that question? Hmm. 
And by the way, yeah. even if it is constitutional, is it necessary? Because maybe it is necessary, maybe it is constitutional, but the question is, should we be doing the things that we're doing uh, in government? And for the most part, the answer is no. So my, my idea of the role of government, the proper role of government, is that they provide for the common defense and they provide for an adequate uh, judicial system that's fair to everyone, colorblind, doesn't matter who you are, you ought to be able to, to rely on a, on a system that's fair and doesn't have, you know, winners and losers picked by, picked by the government. I think it's wrong. And so yeah. anyway, I hope that, hope that answers the question about the eminent domain, but I'm, yeah. I'm passionate about, uh, like I said, I've got core values and I've never been a legislator, so I don't exactly know what issues might come up, but I can tell you that, uh, you know, I, I've got a list. It's kind of a, you know, uh, just the important questions that I feel like ought to be asked every time. Is it constitutional? Is it, is it necessary? And is it pro-life? And does it reduce the liberties that we as individuals have? And, and so, you know, people say to me, well, you know, what legislative priorities do you have? And I guess my answer is, you know, I feel like that stopping bad legislation is at least as important as, as creating new and trying to pass new legislation. So I'll be perfectly happy if I'm able to stop bad legislation and, and maybe never, uh, you know, actually pass new legislation. I, I think that it's just as important. Whenever you vote no for something, you're also voting yes for something else. And, and I'm going to be voting yes for liberty. I'm going to be voting yes for pro-life and yes for our protecting our Second Amendment rights. And, and again, trying to make sure that the government doesn't abuse individual citizens. Okay. So if people want to, to know more as far as um, your campaign and also if, if they want to help out, um, I guess, Absolutely. you know, let them know your website and social media and all that. Yeah. So my name is John Francis again, and uh, my website, we just got the thing up. And by the way, I've only been doing this for about three and a half, four weeks now, because that's when I didn't get, I didn't get into this race until Mike Lang, who is a conservative man that I have a lot of respect for. I'm, I'm a Mike Lang supporter. And I would have voted for him, uh, but he, he decided to get out of the race. But so I've been, I've been only doing this for a short period of time, but we did get our website up and it's, it's votejohnfrancis.com. It's votejohnfrancis.com. So I'm on Twitter and, uh, I've got, uh, so it's John Francis Texas. So what is it? At John Francis Texas. Um, you know, and the situation in this race is that, you know, there, there are four people total in the race, myself and three others. And the truth is that there's not one of us that has much, if any, name recognition. And so it's been, you know, we're kind of all in the same boat to be able to get people to, you know, to, to understand who we are and what the issues are. And I'm an open book. You know, I've been putting my, my cell number on all of my campaign literature because I want people to feel like that they can call me up and, and I'll answer the phone and answer any question that they have. And, and uh, but it's, so it's important to me to, for people to just understand who I am and what I stand for. Um, and a lot of the things we're starting to fill out, you know, the, the, uh, the website that we have, but I'm also on, I'm on Facebook and it's just John Francis campaign, uh, is how you can find me on Facebook. And I've been posting all kinds of stuff and, uh, you know, videos and, and the endorsements that I've gotten. And by the way, you know, I'm, I'm proud of the endorsements that I've gotten. And these are from people that know me personally and can vouch for the fact that I've been, I've been actively uh, pursuing trying to, you know, promote Judeo-Christian values and promote conservative values and promote free market principles. 
And uh, one of the very first endorsements that I got right out of the gate was from Senator Ted Cruz. Super proud of that. But something that actually just happened here this last uh, this last uh, week and a half, I got uh, I got a phone call from Dr. James Dobson, and he has agreed to uh, endorse me. And you know, it's it's kind of a surreal moment to get a phone call from Dr. Dobson. And uh, anyway, he's just such an amazing man. The guy's in his 80s, and he's just on fire still. I mean, it's just a he's like a force of nature. And anyway, I'm super proud to have been endorsed by him. And, you know, but again, all these, all these endorsements that I got, I got an endorsement from Texas Right to Life, for example, and, and Lila Rose endorsed me personally. And these are things that are important to me because again, you know, if you don't know me, and like I said, there's hardly any name recognition. I haven't been out in the, in the forefront of the fight. I've been doing it behind the scenes. And so my hope is that, you know, and what I, what I've done is ask people that are on the front line and, and that other people might recognize, you know, Senator Cruz and Dr. Dawson and Lila Rose and, and others, uh, you know, Commissioner Sid Miller, for example, endorsed me. And, and actually, Ken Paxton endorsed me, too. That, that's going to come out tomorrow. Um, and so, anyway, I've got, a, I've got a lot of people that I, that I know and that, that, are, that have agreed to endorse me because they, they recognize that I am, I am a conservative warrior, and I've been doing this behind the scenes, and, you know, I decided that it's time to take the fight to the front line. And, you know, my personality is such that I, I'm, I'm willing and, and have shown a willingness to stand up and do the right thing, even if I'm the only one. Well, you know, those some, those some great endorsements. And, um, you know, I wish you all the best in your campaign. And I, I just want to say thank you for your time and hope you get a chance to talk again soon. And, you know, thank you so much for having me on. I've really appreciated talking to you. And would you mind if I mentioned my website again and, and how to get sure. in touch with me? So it's votejohnfrancis.com, and again, I'm on Facebook. It's just John Francis Campaign. But again, I'm an open book, and I, I would love to earn earn your support. And uh, you know, and I, you know, I feel like my job is just to let people know who I am. Uh, and and uh, I'm hoping that we that we end up with a, the most conservative, uh, you know, fighter that's that's actually fighting for our values. And I am that person. So thank you so much for having me. Hello, this is Brian Bledsoe, host of Trend Chat, also contributor at Politichicks.com, here to tell you about the new book called Politichicks, A Clearing Call to Political Activism, with over 300 pages from contributors like myself, talking about topics such as education, social issues, healthcare, the Second Amendment, and of course, activism. I encourage you all to check it out at Politichicks.com, and it's also available at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. This is Dana Lash, and you're listening to Trend Chat. Thanks to John, to John for joining us. And, uh, well, as you just heard the ad from Politics, um, one thing uh, I was able to, to meet up with Anne-Marie Morel and Morgan Brittany at the Rockwall County GOP dinner recently, and it was always great to see them again. Also, as you, well, as you heard from um, Dana Lash, um, she has a new book out called grace council um actually just came out today so i would say um try to pick it up at wherever books are sold <laughs> i know personally i have the audio book as i listen to it on the road like 
many other books. It's it's funny listening to audiobooks. I guess kind of like you know podcasts as well. But um, I know one thing when it comes to audiobooks, like I've listened to Atlas Shrugged a couple of times, and that book is like sixty one hours long to listen to. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a long book. It's a big book. So, but just looking at it from as far as if you were listening to it, how long it is, is a lot. I put it this way. The Bible is like 63 hours <laughs> to, um, to to go through. So, so yeah, but Daniel's book is, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's what, six hours. Most audio books are in the range of maybe six uh, I would say five to eight hours really to listen to. So I can normally listen to one book in, um, in one day. Um, cause normally I drive maybe eight, six to eight hours, maybe, you know, the full 11 hours and I can just pop that in and listen to the whole book. So, but yeah, so yeah, get the book, check it out. And, um, hopefully we'll get a chance to speak with Dana about the book at CPAC if if, uh, if we get the chance to um, <laughs> if we're in the same area because I tell you as I mentioned in, in the beginning we were on our way to CPAC and um, if, if you've never been I mean for one we're talking about tens of thousands of people uh, all in this one area in Oxon Hill Maryland which is right outside of DC and but there are all these other events that tend to go on within the convention center in the resort and all that. And everyone is kind of like spread out, but there's like a, a media role where even that is <laughs> it's pretty big to where you can miss someone. They could be on one side of the, of the media role and you could be over there. So that's why I was saying something, something like that. I mean, may run into her to and have some time to do an interview or not so but um we'll get some interviews um and just talking about cpac in general um kind of feel like this probably be the last one for uh, for a while at least won't be coming back again next year only because we are really focused on going to the march for life next year in um 2021 so and march for life and cpac are around the same time and so we haven't gone to march for life because we were really focused on going on going to cpac and all that so this you know this time like okay we just focus on going to march for life and if we even go to cpac it would like be a last minute thing because our focus is on just making sure we get to the march for life so but yeah, so um, again, thanks to John for for joining us, and also, no, I haven't really mentioned about this only because um, about a movie in particular. But <laughs> I saw that Sonic the Hedgehog movie a little last week, and I said it's a really good movie. Now I said that coming from someone who played Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> um, on the Sega Genesis you know, back in the day. So <laughs> I I loved it because of that. Because I will say this. If you like 
the you know the game, you're gonna love the movie because it has all the little nostalgia and everything when it comes to um, comes to the game. And also, I, I don't know much about the comic book, but that is in there as well. Now, I will say this about Jim Carrey: I mean, outside of his you know very liberal outspoken views on Twitter without his drawings and everything and basically disparaging any anybody who is a Republican or conservative outside of that to separate from that <laughs> um, he does a great job he, he it is as I've heard many times it is vintage Jim Carrey this is Ace Ventura liar liar Jim Carrey <laughs> um, and it's very you know he's really funny in it uh, given if you could separate the, all the stuff he's been spewing in the past couple of years, um, especially, you know, politically. But, um, but yeah, it's a good movie. I'll say check it out. Even if you're not a Sonic the Hedgehog fan, don't even know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I, it's a good family movie to watch. So I, I would say for, you know, for that reason. But, um, but yeah. I don't, um, I might, <laughs> I may go see it again if I got nothing else to do during CPAC after it's over at night. <laughs> I might go there because I noticed our hotel is, is like across the street from a movie theater and that's very tempting. <laughs> um, whenever I'm near a movie theater, I'm very tempted to just go over there. That being said, like I mentioned about CPAC, there are a lot of different events. So there are uh, the Reagan Palooza, which is, on Saturday, which is pretty much after everything is over with uh, CPAC, uh, I'll, I, well, I know I'll be going there. And then Turn the Point USA has their event, which is at the beginning of CPAC on um, Thursday, Thursday night called America Fest. So I'll probably go to that. And there's plenty of other things as well. When you get there, you, you, people be handing out little flyers hey we're having this thing at this suite in this place and so yeah so there's not a lack of <laughs> of activities if you want it but uh for one thing it can't get tiring so for someone if you're listening to this and you've never been to CPAC and you're going for the first time right now I would say pace yourself because I know the first time I went you can get exhausted really quick with all the stuff that is going on with all the speeches um, during the day. And then you have the other breakout sessions and other stuff that's going on. Then like I said about the media role and people doing interviews there, people, you know, um, people you probably been following on social media or whatnot. They're probably there. And, and you'll see all sorts of people in different areas <laughs> and all that together. And then if you do that during the day and then top that off, by going out afterwards to all the events, um, you know, at night and everything, it can drain you. So I'm just letting you know, if you're listening to this, you know, just uh, don't tire yourself out in the first day. So, so before we go, um, just want to give a shout out to TrumpMug.com. I know we talked about that in the interview. So, all sorts of Trump-centric gear. Mugs, of course. Flags, coins, stamps. The stamps, I tell you. This, 
there's a little stamp on the site where you can um, stamp on, you know, $20 bill or whatever saying, you know, Trump lives here or whatever like that. And no, it's not defacing and whatnot. It's, it, it is legal. <laughs> so, but, um, but yeah, all sorts of stuff like that on trumpmug.com. And if you put in the code trend chat, you can get 10% off on your purchase. So trumpmug.com promo code trend chat, get 10% off. So that'll be the end for this episode. I appreciate everyone listening. Like I said, this is on trendchat247.com. If that's where you're listening, wherever across the globe, again, we're always so kind of surprised to know that people are listening across the globe, but we are thankful for you. And again, we're asking, we'd like to hear from those international listeners as far as um, in particular, uh, everyone can send us a message at at trendchat247.com Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, all that. So, thanks for listening. Like, share, subscribe. Until next time, we'll chat with you later. Want to hear some inside scoop? If your kids are as ready to go back to school as mine are, you gotta check out Kohl's. I got my daughters the cutest sew tops for under 18 bucks, Jansport backpacks for 25% off, and 30% off Levi's jeans for me. I even saved an extra 15% and picked up Kohl's cash. So, yeah, not sure who's more excited right now, me or the girls. Select styles. 15% off friends August 15th. Levi's coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store Kohl's account for details. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea.